The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who go on this town tonight. Hey, good morning, good day, good afternoon, whatever time zone you're in. It, let's enjoy this show. We are live today on this beautiful Thursday out here in the valley. It's a little gloomy, actually. It's a little cloudy, but it's supposed to be rain. It's supposed to be coming in pretty soon. It's supposed to be in and out. But we are live today. Today is Thursday. Thursday live show. Demi Lachey is here in studio. We got Kwame here on the lines. Kwame just now calling in. He's out out on site right now. But he he has he dropped in on the lines here. So thanks for joining us today on the show. Uh, some of the topics we will discuss. Uh, one topic that really caught my eye. They were talking about it. I, I saw um, this was being spoke about yesterday. On I heard on some some radio shows and also some live sports broadcastings. The greatest women's basketball player of all time. The greatest college women's basketball player of all time. Uh, Brianne Stewart, who went four for four for UConn, winning four national championships in a row. Do you consider her the greatest women's basketball player of all time, or you know, did she just you know get caught up at a great time and? You know, time worked out for her in her basketball career. You know, we'll discuss something like that. Colin Kaepernick, if he's on the move or if he's not, Cleveland Browns still don't know what to do with that uh, number two pick. They do they do have RG3 in town, and he finally had an opening press conference of him stepping out. Some of his comments are made, we'll discuss as well. But to kick things off here with Kwame here on the line, I hope he's still here. Uh, we want to start things off the Masters. Today is kicking off. The Masters once again. Tiger Woods is in town. He did attend the the dinner, the luncheon, um, in which the past champions always, you know, come back and everyone put on the green jackets and enjoy some food and some laughter, a couple of drinks before the tournament kicks off. Uh, today we'll start off that day. Uh, a ton of big names, you know. The one topic that really caught my eye as well is basically, you know, is Tiger Woods really needed anymore? Yeah, he did not. He pulled his name out of the, the tournament, and he would not be participating this year's Masters, which is fine. You know, I, I don't expect. I didn't expect him to come back. I mean, I know he had a couple of uh, videos and a couple of uh, photos of him. You know, going through his rehab stage and after his, you know, surgery, after surgery after surgery, him taking that time out. You know, he he teased us a little bit. He was throwing a little. You know, teasers here and there to try to show us, you know, that he is making this comeback. That was a couple months ago. So everyone, you know, just happened to say, or why not? Why why wouldn't he come back, you know, make the greatest comeback of, you know, one of the well-known tournaments um, in the game of golf, in in this professional sport of golf at the Masters. So obviously, you know, it was felt like he was set up to come back for the Masters. So everyone, you know, picked up the rumors and, you know, was ready for this guy to come back into action. And. Uh, he turned it down, you know, 
Tiger Woods turned it down, and obviously, you know, it's respectfully because, you know, this guy just went through about two or three surgeries this offseason and hasn't returned to the game of golf, but did come around to some of the events, and obviously, like I say, he's part of the luncheon and, you know, the little dinner that they do hold uh, for the past champions and so before, the, you know, they kick things off today. So I, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm not really disappointed neither um, with Tiger Woods not participating Today, tomorrow, uh, throughout this whole tournament, um, the reason I have, I mean, he's already dominated this tournament a couple of times. He, he won this tournament, you know, frankly, just easily in this tournament. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you're ready to see the game evolve, and I think that's where we're at in the game of golf. I think, you know, the Tiger era has finally came and gone, closed the door, closed chapter. I'm not just talking about, you know, him dominating the game. We all know that. That's never going to happen. That's never going to return. But it's just him playing the game of golf. I think, you know, he should do a couple more tournaments, you know, always get prepared for the champions uh, tournaments that that happen in the game of golf. You know, I'm I'm not a big golf person. I'm not a big, you know, PGA. I'm not into it. But ever since I've been out here for the past couple years in the Valley, I mean, I really picked up the concept and really learned more about the game of golf. So, but you know my biggest influence towards this game was is, was definitely Tiger Woods. I think it's no question. Um, no one else can you know step in that place in those shoes in the way he dominated the game for so long. But uh, I think it's time for him to turn it in. I think he, he's done. I'm not surprised. Like I said, I'm not surprised. I'm not disappointed that he's not participating in Tiger Woods through this tournament. And um, I'm excited to see what, you know, everyone else in the field is going to bring to the table. I think Tiger has evolved this game to a whole nother level where it is absolutely watchable to the, you know, the non-traditional fans like myself. And, you know, he brought the light to the game. But now it's time to see, you know, the Jason Days of the world, Ricky Fowler's, you know, Jordan Spieth, does he have another championship in him? Uh, We will see. So, yeah, we did get Kwame Jump back here on the lines as well. Kwame, welcome in Thursday, Thursday afternoon, Thursday morning. I, I, I've been on the line. Appreciate it. I've oh, been yeah. on the line the whole time. I thought you was, uh, you know, giving your, your setup speech so you could talk about what you had to talk about. I was just waiting to jump in. I was, I was on my double dutch move. Okay, well, well, I'm Chris Paul and you DeAndre Jordan. I'm just setting it up. You know, I'm waiting for you okay. to slam it home because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big golf, you know, repertoire. I'm, I, this is not my thing, but... I will speak on a little bit, you know. I don't mind dipping and dabbing, but this is the Masters, you know. This is the the homegrown, what you call your favorite uh, trophy presentation in any sport. Yeah, if you win, if you win, if you win, yeah. yeah that green jacket, that green jacket will be considered my favorite. Having played football, there's no question about it, no doubt about it, that I would love to have won a Lombardi Trophy, but that stays with the organization. But I, you know, a ring is a ring. I can get a ring made, uh, but when you go down in history. Um, as a winner, every trophy matters, and your name goes down in that in that book of winners. And you won the big game, the biggest game of that sport. When you talk about Tiger Woods and him playing in the Masters or him not playing in the Masters, if he would have played, it would have been right. You could have made a case of why he played because he's been dominant in the game of golf for so long. He's been dominant at the uh, Augusta National for so long. I think he right. won three or four Master uh, Green Jackets. Right. So, Tomlin, uh, his dominance and him not playing, uh, more so of him staying relevant, was showing up at the dinner, 
uh, if Tiger Woods was going to play, it wasn't a big surprise to me at all when he announced he wasn't playing. Well, you haven't played since the end of last year. You haven't played even half of, of last year, so coming into this season, and then the Masters come up, right. well, that just make great publications. You give us something to talk about that Tiger Woods not playing, and we, we get to ask all the questions that we can make up. Uh, is the Masters different without Tiger, or is Tiger going to play? Well, that's just for TV. You know Tiger's not going to play. Anybody who has been great for so long, been dominant for so long, been at the best, who's changed the sport, changed the game of uh, of golf, well, if he was going to play, we would have seen signs of that by him playing in prior tournaments beforehand. So it wasn't a big surprise that Tiger Woods was not playing in a game. And because he was so dominant, it would be hard for me and be hard-pressed for me to say Tiger Woods is done. Yeah. It's not like a, this is golf, this is not basketball. It's not like Kobe Bryant uh, can't play at a high level anymore. Kobe Bryant can still play football, basketball. Right. He is still great-minded basketball. But Kobe Bryant, as long as his career has been the way it was, he's not subjected to come off the bench. So it, it, it makes your career over. It starts, you become a nicer person. When you, when you had that eye of the tiger or when you had that drive, people thought you was an a-hole because... They couldn't understand why you was that way because they could never be that way. They could never see the focus that he has when he show up for a game and how sometimes he might not hear a crowd or see a kid to sign an autograph or what have you. Right. But when you that focused for a long time and people can't understand it because they can never get their mind in that mindset to be that dominant in something or be that, that tunnel vision in something to be great at it. Mm-hmm. So in Tiger Woods' case, I would say, I don't think he's done. I think it's golf, and it, you have to be healthy in anything. And it seems crazy that you got to be healthy in golf, but you have to be healthy. All those nagging inju- injuries like knees, hip, backs, that the power of golf uh, takes a toll on you yeah. because of his powerful swing he used to have when he was younger. Doctors told him when he was younger. They told people around him and his on his team that at this rate, you're going to need surgery. You're going to need knee surgery. You're probably going to need ankle surgery. probably going to need back surgery because of the powerful swing you have and the torque you generate. Uh, but all that did was make him one of the greatest ever, if not the greatest ever. Now, that's arguable because him changing the game but not having more masters, not having more majors than Jack Nicklaus. And you can argue those cases, but Tiger Woods, the hard pressure, like, as I said, for me to say he's done as a golfer. I mean, you can go out there and win one or two. He's, he's created all the players. I'm, I'm sorry, not all the players. He's mm-hmm. created a lot of these young players in the way they play the game today because if you ask any of them, more so all of them, of the young players, they say, well, I grew up watching Tiger Woods. I patterned my game out of Tiger Woods. You mentioned it, so I'll mention it. I got into golf because of Tiger Woods. I thought it was the dumbest sport ever until you played it and found out how challenging it was. And anybody worth their weight in anything who has goals and who is driven, you like to do things that's challenge to you because you like to try to over come those things and see who you are and where you are as a person. Most people are so comfortable with just sitting in a cube or sitting behind somebody's desk or working for somebody else. They're comfortable with that stuff, and that's okay. That's fine because it does what it's supposed to do for them. Right. But when you've got players who strive to be better than your idol, and everybody does. I don't want to say everybody. Most people do that because you want to be great in something. Mm-hmm. You want to be, when you, when you for a case, when you die, somebody should be able to say, one of the greatest things they ever said about you, and you should be okay with that. Because, you know, we people say great things about us, but we're not fine with that because we never 
look at ourselves that way. Right. No, I, I I definitely agree. And with with the Masters coming up and, you know, little golf experience I do have, you just can't get up off your couch and get up out of surgery and a hospital and get ready for the Masters. Like you were saying before, you have to prepare yourself in tournament play and practice play. Now, the part that, you know, that stood out to me, and you, you mentioned, you know, we didn't really see this out of Tiger uh, beforehand, was he was putting out little videos. He was putting out, you know, pictures and photos in social media world, teasing us as if he was preparing himself to come back for the Masters. You know, that's that's what everyone has felt, you know, around the golf game, around the sport. It was, you know, he, he kept putting out these teasers as if he was going to come back. But, you know, he, he just did not. And because, you know, like you said, with him not playing in these tournaments, playing these games beforehand, you know, Will he ever come back? I mean, will you miss the game without Tiger or with Tiger? Will the, the game is, uh, in my opinion, is going to be fine without Tiger. These young cats, I'm watching these guys now. Uh, and before Tiger, I was a fan of Freddie Couples. I was a fan of a lot of these guys because of what they was doing with the, a stick and a ball. Uh, well, most guys do that in the clubs. But... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was a fan of what these guys were doing, and I was, I was when Tiger came along, is somebody that looked like me who was dominant, who played at a high level. So I picked up the game. Uh, but I think the game, the sport of golf, is going to be fine. Now, here's where all the, all the uh, marketing people, all the programming people, are taking advantage of this, and they should, rightfully so. Well, if Tiger's still relevant in, in most cases, because he does a lot of things outside of golf, well, I'm going to use Tiger's name. I'm, I'm going to say, well, Tiger's not in the majors this year, or he's not in the masters, if you will, this year. Uh, I'm going to draw some attention to my network. I'm going to say those things until Tiger is, his career has been solidified and he's gone right. out of the sport as far as a competitor in the game of golf. But he's always going to be around golf. He's, all, he's, got, he's building golf courses around the world. So he's always, he's always going to be involved with golf. But, Sport's going to be fine without Tiger Woods. It's better with Tiger Woods, but it's going to be great. You, you're not, it's not going to be a letdown. They're building these young stars. You can see the direction they go when they start talking about one player for everything. He can't do no wrong. And then when he does, they find a way to cover it up. So it's going to be okay with or without Tiger. Right. Kwame Lasser, Sports Talk Show. we got Demry Lachey's here in studio live. Kwame Lasser here on the phone. We got to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to discuss greatness. You know, Kwame did reach upon, you know, speaking of Tiger Woods and Kobe Bryant, what makes an athlete great? What makes them stand out in the sport? And why do you want to be great? Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. RGF Production. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show kicking off the second segment. Kwame Lasseter is here on the lines. Demi Lachey's in here in studio. We're live on this beautiful Thursday. It's a bit gloomy out, though. It's, it's supposed to rain here today and tomorrow from my knowledge of Google. Well, after yesterday. Uh, Google nice weather check. Yeah, yeah, yesterday was perfect. Yesterday was a perfect. Gloomy is good. Gloomy is good in Arizona. Is it? Right now? Yeah. Yeah, you go outside, it's perfect. You feel like, uh, I might just want to chill in the backyard fixing a special drink or something. That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm a little... Like, what it's happened? Throwback Thursday. It's Throwback Thursday, so fix a Throwback drink. It is Throwback Thursday, and... Do, do you participate in Throwback Thursday, Kwame? Because I haven't seen anything Man, on social media no, with I, you putting up anything in the Throwback days. Throw this thing back in your mouth like the past, <laughs> like the old days. No, I don't be. Man, I don't be. I don't be, uh, I don't be really into that. But if I see it, I mean, I'll look at some Throwback stuff. But it just pops up. Yeah, man. Why don't you reach out? And just throw something back one good time. Why don't you put something up? I might throw something back. I might throw a picture back from last Thursday. See how the far back is that? Oh man, yeah. it, honestly, <laughs> it's a start, man. You got to start somewhere. It's a throwback. <laughs> it is. It is. Hey, who, who you got in the field? Who, who you got? Uh, who's your pick for the Masters for this weekend? Um, I'm like, uh, even though he was hurt uh, a week ago, week and a half ago, I only get one okay. pick. Uh, it, okay, Kwame, winner, give, so give, me, give me three. All right, three. I like three to win it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to go with the obvious three. I take a long shot, but I go with the obvious three. Um, you normally reach for the like long it. shots. That's why I asked you. But now if you want to sound like everyone else. But yeah. see, I don't think Phil Mickelson is a long shot. He's won it three times. But it, but I'm going to call him a long shot because, I mean, you look at how he's scoring and where he is in a scoring level, he's right there. He's a, In fact, he's probably number one or number two. But no one's talking about Phil Mitchell because it's no. sexier to talk about Jordan Spieth and Roy McIlroy and Jason Day and Justin Johnson, the young kids. Because you got to make if you don't keep the young guys relevant in any sport, then when these old guys go, they're like, "Who is this guy? Where has he been?" Right. Uh, so you got to keep them relevant. But I like Jason Day to, to make a long story shorter. I make a, I like Jason Day uh, to to come through, and then Rory. I know Jordan Spieth. Uh, destroyed it last year as far as what he did in uh, round uh, it was round three or round three or something like that mm-hmm. but a long shot who's really not a long shot but Phil Mickelson winning I would not be surprised and I still like um, Bubba Bubba Watson Bubba Watson wow so who are your three you just named like five guys okay <laughs> right, for number one for number one I like Jason Day okay number two 
Bubba Watson. Number three, Roy McIlroy. In that order. Long shot. That's not a long shot. Phil Mickelson. In that order. Yep. I'm gonna go with Spieth. I think he. I think he will win. That's my predicted winner. Number two, I will go with Ricky Fowler. And number yeah, three. I like that. And number three, Jason Day. He's been pretty dominant this year, this season so far. He's been uh, exciting to watch, and he's been on his game. And I think it's time for him to put on that jacket. So, yeah, Ricky, Ricky is a good choice. He, uh, yeah. he's had some adverse situations where he's he's bounced back from them, and it's a big a good one because he had a tournament probably a month ago where he had that thing in the bag. There's nothing guaranteed in anything, but he had it in the bag, and uh, you just see his emotions after when he lost from a simple mistake. And this game turns around so quick. You're mm-hmm. a position. You're a hundred. This is the most craziest part of golf. Mm-hmm. You got some game. You can play it. You got a great understanding of it, and you're hitting your eyes pretty good. But you're 150 out, or maybe 100 yards out, 100 to 150 yards out, and you walk off the course with a bogey or double the green with a bogey or a double bogey. That is frustrating. But the guys who play at a high level, they bounce back from those things. They understand adverse situations. Ricky Fowler, and your pick is number two. Is a good pick. I, I could see that happening. I wouldn't be surprised because, like Rory did in his first master, I think it was his first master when he had a 54 day uh, stroke now day lead, right? And he blew it in the fourth round, and that was disappointing. But you could see how his body just started sinking and sinking, and, and then you come here, come the U.S. Open, and he cleans the field up. So these guys are able to bounce back, and I hope that's a guy like Ricky Fowler is able to do. And then, especially on one of the bigger stages of the majors that they say. I mean, it depends on which one you like of the four. And I do have a fifth major, and that's the Players' Championship that mm-hmm. y'all in uh, Ponte Verde. But if you, um, if you have some bounce-back capability and some understand that everything happens for your reasons and not a reason, not the reason, but your reasons, right. then you can, you can find yourself as Ricky Fowler winning the Masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why, you know, He's my number two guy. He's very, he's very competitive when it comes down to when you know when things start getting hot. You know when things starting to get to that playoff round. He's not afraid to step up his game. You know he's not afraid to. He doesn't sit back and you know wait for someone else to do it. You know he he brings up his game and he's not afraid to you know win in those situations. We've seen the way Ricky Fowler wins. You know he. He's not afraid to go into that playoff contention. And I feel like, you know, it's his time and he wants to be great. To put on that green jacket, that's what takes you to the next level. I mean, the guys who opened up the the Masters this year was Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, Jack Nicholas. Guys want to put their names, you know, next to theirs or at least, you know, in discussion with that. So did, did you see did you see those back to back holding ones on a part three challenge? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, there was nine. There were there were nine holding one on the part three challenge. That is, man, those guys for real. They bought their <laughs> business. Absolutely, you got to be skilled enough to be lucky. Um, and they had nine, but then yeah. I think it was, I think Ricky Fowler, one of your boys. Uh, I think he was one of the back to backs. It was him or Roy, but I think it was Ricky. They had Jordan, not Jordan Speed. Mm-hmm. It was they was playing in the same group, but they had back to back holding ones on the same hole. Right. His ball landed on top of the. Uh, <laughs> I got to figure out who that was. I found out who that was. And they made it look so but effortless. Yeah, that, 
that these guys for real now with this golf day. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And that that, that wants that want me to lead on to the next subject. I mean, we may stay on this subject for quite some time. Uh, you know how this thing go on this show. Uh, we talk about greatness. You know, putting on that green jacket is what makes you great. Being Tiger Woods, you know, taking that the whole sport, the game, and you know, taking it to a whole nother level. You know, evolving the game like Michael Jordan did in a marketing standpoint. You talk about greatness and the great players. Um, one subject, one thing that I read about uh, the other day, yesterday, matter of fact, J.J. Watt, I guess he has spoken onto a Houston sports radio show, and rumors started to pick up as, as if he was hinting towards retirement. The comments that he made that made people you know, kind of say, oh, he's hinting towards retirement, is he commented on, quote, I don't have any idea what the answer is on retirement. I'm going to continue to play until I feel like I can't play at that highest level anymore, end quote. At that highest level, you know, I think about, like, Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe said, I remember years ago, Kobe was like, this, to the days he stopped averaging 20 points a game in the NBA is when he'll retire because he, you know, he wants to be known as a great player. Calvin Johnson, Deion Sanders, you know, early retirements, Patrick Willis, the guys who were great, you know, when they leave the game, it's like, man, what happened? Robert Smith, running back. These guys are great players. Tiger Woods now. You know, I think he went on a little bit longer than, you know, his great years now. His greatest years are, are past him now. So, you know, when, when when is a great time for players who dominate the game, dominate the sport? And it's crazy because now J.J. Watt name is being thrown into an early retirement. I mean, but when you're so used to dominating at a high level, when that time starts to go away, what what happens? You know, they you know, obviously you don't become great. You're not great anymore in that standpoint. Obviously in your mind, you know, like Kobe and Tiger, I'm still great. But, you know, it's it's really like you're not. So how do you feel about, quote, unquote, early retirement? Because, you know, they're not great anymore in that sport. You know, that made me kind of think like, wow, you know, I, I don't blame a J.J. Watt, you know, who put in tough years, won NFL defensive player of the year, you know, and just dominating an AFC All-Pro that stuff is not going to last forever. So would I be upset if he retires early? No, not not really. I mean, this guy don't want to bang up his body. He doesn't want to go through multiple surgeries like a Kobe Bryant and uh, Tiger Woods at a late age, you know. So it, it, it won't. It, it, it does not surprise me to hear this. What's your take on this? Well, uh, greatness is hard for those who are great and those who recognize themselves as great, and that happens over time. In your mind, you you want to be great, and then you start making plays. And to be great, you're doing something at a high level consistently, and that's a that's the difference between somebody great and somebody good. Somebody good does something good from time to time, and is recognized. And it might happen in a big moment, but not always in that big moment. Right. Somebody that's great always find that big moment, and then he or she shows up, and they make things happen. Um, so it's hard for a guy who's been great or been dominant, and then uh, a lot of that, let me add this to it, a lot of that okay. has to do with the outside um, giving them awards. When that award could have easily went to somebody else. But mm-hmm. when you've got three defensive player of the year awards, uh, you find yourself in a, a rare form. You find yourself carrying yourself in a different way and feeling like nobody can stop you. And then you start making plays like that. So you become great. But when right. you're not doing what you used to do and the media stop following you or the media stop pumping you up like they used to, then you start wondering, how long can I do this? 
back in Kobe instance, if I'm not averaging 20, 20 some points a game or a season, right. um, then I'm, more, I'm no more dominant because anybody else can come in and do that. But if I'm averaging like LeBron, 27 points, eight rebounds and eight assists, right. those are great numbers. If you can't do that for the rest of your career, there's nothing wrong with averaging 20, Five and five. It's just you've been great your whole time, and we think that's a letdown. But twenty-five and five helps your team win. I don't think that. We look at you. Yeah. Huh? I don't. I'm just saying. I don't think that's a letdown at all. But when you've been on that level, twenty-seven, eight, and eight, you feel like if I'm not doing twenty-seven, eight, and eight, then my time is done. You know, it seemed like that's 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 what guys are going to who you know on this great level. Exactly, and that's the and that's the athlete saying this. But then you get the media involved, yeah. people who can't do what you do, and they start talking like they can and start writing articles about you, uh, pronosticating on how you were and who you are now. Twenty and five, five, those are great numbers. If you're averaging 23 and six, those are great numbers. You're helping your team win. But we've seen you so dominant for so long that everybody says, or you know, most people who don't know what they're talking about will say, well, what happened to this guy? He's only he's missing seven points. Right. And you lose by six, and you say, those seven points you used to average would help us win. Won right. that game. So it's hard for somebody, unless you're very conscious of who you are, to, to put them up and say, okay, I no longer have to do this. Mm-hmm. I can leave on this note. Um, and if you want to talk Peyton Manning greatness, Peyton Manning, in my opinion, was forced out. Nobody wanted Peyton Manning. Denver Broncos did not want Peyton Manning to come back. They were going to give him a lot of money to do what he didn't do or do in previous years. He mm-hmm. came in, Peyton Manning cannot throw the ball past 15 yards without it being a duck, without it floating. Peyton Manning is not the same Peyton Manning. Granted, he had surgery. Football is a violent sport, and he had some of the violent injuries with a neck injury, four surgeries, uh, whatever infusions he had. Mm-hmm. That defense won that game. So you got to understand where the greatness are, who greatness come from, and I can understand him leaving anybody on a high note yeah. uh, when they've been considered great. But you have to be very conscious of who you are to do that. If you're not conscious, you're going to play until you look like Kobe Bryant this year. Yeah, and that's not a good look, and not in my opinion, because that, that changes who that player was and who you know what they stand for. So Kwame Lassner, Sports Talk Show, we're going to continue this after the break here. We're going to take another break. Jordan Spieth is shooting a three-under, one-shot lead already after nine holes. Kwame Lassner, Sports Talk Show, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Yo, welcome back. Welcome back in. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Denry Lost Shades here in studio. Kwame Lasseter's here on the line. Kurt Felkeller. Where are you, buddy? I thought I thought Kurt would be will be either here or calling in, especially with the Masters kicking off. I know how Kirk get around this time of year, so I'm surprised. Man, Kirk is on location <laughs> at Dana Point. Ah, okay. Nice place to be at, on location. <laughs> Probably. He's still doing his hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think he went to get a haircut, but he said he had a business appointment. Yeah, that's about that's about a three-hour cut. He can only cut. get his hair cut in California. What kind, of, what kind of stuff is that? He can only get his hair cut in California. Hey, man, I, I don't blame him. When you, when you when you got it like that, when you got that that touch, that barber touch, and work on your hair for two hours, whatever, how long it take to get the curt look, you gotta go do it. <laughs> <laughs> two hours, you say two hours? Yeah, probably any a whole, whole weekend. Hours, any man taking two hours on his hair, <laughs> I've got to rethink him. I gotta look at him different. Kurt get a two hour hairdo, like like a woman's hairdo, like he. No Kurt, way, he is impossible. <laughs> I'm, I'm an actor. That's impossible. <laughs> Ask him. I can't believe that. I hope. I hope that's not true. <laughs> You get a little break in between. You get a little break in between. You got to blow dry it. Kurt got that hair. Like he, it takes time to make that great. Uh, <laughs> we back up in this thing on this Thursday. Like I was saying, we was talking about greatness. You know, definitely during the last segment, and that leads me on to a discussion on Kwame. I don't know if you you watched. I'm pretty sure you did. Um, Brianna Stewart, UConn. Connecticut women's basketball player, four <laughs> championships in four years, is being called the greatest college women's basketball player of all time. I now, I like I like women's basketball. I like college basketball. I like UConn's program. Gino Oriema has done his thing for years. He's taken over the the uh, stepped out of the shadow of Pat Summit back in her Tennessee days and has really taken over the game of women's college basketball. Uh, rumors that he's looking to jump into the NBA possibility, you know, looking for a uh, job now uh, towards the NBA. 11 national championships. This past four years went four, four for four with Brianna Stewart winning all four years. Now, when you talk about being great, I know it's all about the ring. At the end of the day, it's all about the championships that's what you play for. I get it. I get that. But at the same time, to get to a program at the echelon level for her, for her to choose a, a school like UConn, 
to play with Gino Oriema, you got to pay homage and due to the players that have came before her, not only in the sport of women's basketball, but at UConn. At, you know, you're looking at the Maya Moores, you know, who, who didn't win four in a row, but worked their tail off to get the three, you know, to help still keep that program relevant for them to bring in a recruit like Brianna Stewart. You're looking at the girls before her, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, you know, whole squad. You know, you you got to build that program off something, you know. And to get it to that level, I think I res- respect a athlete even more and being a great one if, you know, you're coming into a program when there was no five-star recruits all around you, you know, starters, bench players. It's literally just you, another girl, you know, and a, and a great head coach, and y'all win a national championship. So my perspective, my take, I'm, I'm going to have to still say Diana Taurasi is probably the greatest player in UConn history, then maybe, then probably number two, Maya Moore, and then Brianna Stewart. And women's basketball, college basketball period, I think I still have to go with Cheryl Miller for her stats that she put up at USC and what she was doing during that time. And it's so funny because we talk about greatest players in the NBA, and I look at, remember, I, I throw teasers at y'all saying, I think Shaq is the greatest big man of all time just because that's who I've seen, that's what I've been around. And, you know, I I, I take the take out of, uh, you know, national championships, NBA world championships, and I'm like, ah, those don't matter. Shaq was literally dominant. He won four rings still. But, you know, he would not have gotten to where he was at if it wasn't for the guys before him. I get that. I get that for the game, for the sport. And he did have a running mate in Kobe Bryant and D-Wade during his championship runs. But when I'm looking at women's basketball and to throw her name, you know, as the greatest women's college basketball player, I get it. She does have the hardware, and she don't even have to argue about it. I mean, I don't think anyone does. I think it's just a fun conversation to talk about, but... She's she's regarded as the greatest college basketball player of all time, Kwame. That's what they're saying. I don't know who they are. Yeah. I guess it's the streets. I don't know. That's them. That's who's saying it. No, I, I um I hear that. Um, and it, is she the greatest? That's that's a argument or a conversation and so a debate that you're gonna have forever because in her time right now, in her four very significant years at UConn and for the UConn women's basketball team and Gino Ariam. Mm-hmm. She, her numbers speak for themselves, but she, she's a six foot four. If she put her arms straight over her head, she's six ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, four time NCAA champion, four time um, most outstanding players, consensus national player of the year three times. Uh, got the Wade Trophy two times, Naismith Player of the Year. I mean, her 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 accolades go on and on, mm-hmm. on and on. She is the what a great career she has playing as a power forward, playing as a center for, uh, especially at that height. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Syracuse let her get out of Syracuse. For one, two, when you when you talk about how great she is or if she's great as ever, I say she's the greatest right now. That's right. There's going to be another conversation in about eight more years when you talk about women's basketball. There's going to be another girl. You mentioned Maya Moore. You mentioned uh, all those girls. I still think Diana Taurasi for what she did for UConn. Right and, and will remain in my eyes, you know, the greatest at UConn, and it's hypocritical because you can look at these. We look at Donna's stats, and you look at um, 
Brianna Stewart stats. Brianna, she killed it. What, what do you ask for out of a 21-year-old, you know, about to graduate from school of uh, Connecticut and play basketball at this high level? What do you ask for? She's done everything you ask somebody to do, and then she overexceeded it. Right. So mm-hmm. is she the greatest ever? I'm not going to say ever. I can't say that, but she's right there. She put herself in a great argument and a great discussion to be named as one of the greatest women basketball players in the history of women's basketball. Mm-hmm. She has. And yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. Um, her resume, like you said, it speaks for itself. And you mentioned Diana Taurasi and what she's done for UConn. Now, I, I do respect, and you always have to pay homage to, you know, the people who put that program or, you know, taking a, a sport and took it to the next level. And then the game is always going to evolve with a new player, with a new athlete. Like you said, like someone else is still going to come through UConn's program because of what Diana Taurasi started back way back when. And, you know, so – go ahead. No, she's from – you You, you got to give – man, you got to give a heck of a thumbs up to uh, Gino and how he's getting these girls. I know I, – granted, they want to play for the best team, the best women, best women coach, because I talked to uh, – I talked to uh, Erica Muncy. Mm-hmm. She played basketball – out of uh, in at University of Kansas, women's basketball, mm-hmm. and I asked her, "Why did you leave Louisville, Kentucky? She lives down there in, in Kentucky area, in that in that area. Mm-hmm. Said, Why did you leave there to go come to Kansas?" She had her reasons, but she also wanted to play. And she said at that time, Louisville women's basketball, Kentucky's women's basketball, it was trash. And then there was a, a coach at a black female coach who was successful, a good role model. She said she went for a lot of those reasons. Mm-hmm. And and in KU, obviously, but how <laughs> okay. Gino is able to get uh, Dylan Taurasi out of Glendale, California, and and Brianna Stewart out of Syracuse, New York. Right. I mean, he's getting these women from everywhere right. to play basketball at a high level, and a lot of them have to do with what they want to be a part of. Something great. She won four straight national championships. Brianna Stewart did. Mm-hmm. Dylan Taurasi, I think she won maybe three of those. But you look at you named them, Two Bird, you named Maya Moore. Uh, mm-hmm. Who was the Penny Taylor, uh, Candace Parker? All these girls playing for a great coach coming from somewhere else, and that's right. how the college works. It works that way uh, because you have an option to go anywhere you want to. But how thumbs up to him and how he's getting these ladies to come there and become women and play at a high level and graduate. Right. And, you know, they, they they starting to throw a little shade towards UConn and, you know, trying to look into their recruiting process or – you know, is Gino, is Gino being fair? I think it's fair. I think if, I, if I'm a competitor, I know we got a minute before we go to our last break here. I'm a competitor. If I'm a competitor and I'm seeing UConn dominate four national championships in a row, I'm the type of kid that's going to want to go to Syracuse. And if I'm a top recruit, I want to go to Syracuse. I don't want to play them twice a year. I want to beat right. them twice a year and then get them in a tournament again. That's just, I'm tired of it, you know. And you look at Geno's run at UConn, it reminds me of, obviously, you know, we can always say John Wooden and his run at uh, UCLA. Dominant uh-huh. basketball program for years to come. But over time, someone is going to put that to shame. Someone is going to step up and beat them. And, you know, as a competitor, I'm looking at, you know, UConn women's team always brings in the best recruit. They always had the best class, I guess you could say, all, I know all around class. 
somebody uh, in the WNBA is going to get a great player in um, Brianna Stewart. Oh yeah, no question. She might not go. She, she might not go to the best team, but they they going to put the pieces around her eventually. No question. And I want to see what she's going to do at the next level. Now that you're back in you know in in play with the Skylar Diggins, the the uh, Brittany Griners, you know Diana Taurasi, uh, Della, what's her name, Della Dove. Della Duve, the MVP. And, oh, yeah, the tall, uh, yeah, and Minnesota, she in Minnesota, you know, right? Right, and Maya Moore. You know, now it's it's at a whole nother level where you don't have your UConn girls you've been around. You don't have Gino. And I look at as well, you know, like I said, the competition around the women's basketball, college basketball, your best players all go to UConn right now. Everyone else, you know, they're just kind of with the other recruits. And, you know, you try to beat, you know, this this great team, of UConn, you know, women's team, and I don't think the competition is so spread out in college in women's college basketball the way it used to be. So, we I want to see how Brianna, you know, turns it up on the next level. That will show me, okay, yeah, she's she can be the greatest player of all time. But as a college standpoint, yeah. no question, she put her name in there. I'm not taking that away and from I her. And I think it's still, and I think it's still Diana Taurasi. I, 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 I do, I do too. And Diana, like. She still dominated even going into the WNBA. She showed still to this day she's a dominant basketball player in in, in women's basketball. Period. So I want to see how Brianna Stewart you know makes that stamp at the next level. Not taking anything away from her in her college, but you know I want to see how she does at that next level. So Kwame Lasso Sports there Talk. Was a, there, there was a female that hit hundred points in the game going out of break. Hello, Kwame Lasso Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back going into the last segment. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Hi, I'm John Rainey, Chief Financial Officer of United Airlines and I'm honored to be the National Chair for the 2015 March for Babies campaign for the March of Dimes. United is a proud supporter of the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Please join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.org. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. Last segment. Last segment going into this 
Thursday, getting ready for Friday already. I'm ready for Friday. This, this Thursday, like, I, it, it's going to go by fast for me. Got a lot of little errands to run around town. So I, I'm excited for this weekend, for Friday coming up. Masters is picking off. It's already off to a great start. Jordan Spieth leading the way after nine holes so far. Uh, you know, last thing we was just talking about Brianna Stewart and women's college basketball. What, my opinion, a little bit now. I mean, we can finish up on this real quick. I mean, where does women's college basketball, women's sports, women's basketball? Period. Where does it stand right now? Because I see it being very dominant right now in the college program, and in the WNBA, they're talking about making these new regulation rules and shortening the rim. Uh, just I guess the rim, no, they can't do that. They they're talking about moving the rim from ten feet to I guess eight feet to I don't know to allow dunking. That's the only thing I can think of because it brings more that's excitement. A, that's, don't ruin Nate Smith game. Nate Smith designed his thing to be ten feet. Mm-hmm. They, they, they they women these women. It's this girl. I think it's at California. She has a set shot that I don't. If she shot ten of them, I don't think she'll miss one. Yeah, she's a, she's automatic. I mean, they. I think women shoot better than men anyway. They do. You I mean it's a handful of men like we talked Steph Curry, and then I got something to say about him down the road. But Uh-oh. I think they shoot better than him, uh, better than men anyway, because they they have time to perfect their craft. Men always got something extra going on outside of their sport and not practice shot. It has no reason why Shaquille O'Neal shouldn't be able to hit free throws. You've been playing basketball all your life, mm-hmm. but you low on the rim eight feet. For women, I don't think that's. I don't think a lot of those competitors will like that. Eight feet, you got to change your whole angle, dynamics of how you shoot, your arch. You, you have to change all that up, and you can adapt to it because you're you're an athlete. But mm-hmm. I think the game should stay right where it is if they think about doing some idiotic there. Yeah, but they, they're talking about it because the excitement of the game. These women right now, Kwame, you know they make their real money when they go play overseas. That's when they make real money of playing their sport, playing women's basketball. They all go overseas. They right. they don't want to go, Kwame. They want to play in the U.S., in the States, in front of their family, friends that they grew up around, grew up with. They want them to see them play. But the turnouts are not well right now in the U.S. Like, no one, you know, the, yeah. the ticket of going to buy women's, women's uh, professional WNBA tickets, you know— the stands is not filling up into the playoffs or, you know, a finals run. But other than that, no one's going to see this. And they're saying, you know, with lowering the rim, obviously like, everybody loves to go see the dunk. Everybody loves to see, you know, the N one finishes. And, you know, is that's what yeah, basketball like, has know, evolved to. If, if women, I like to see what's exciting about uh, dunking and, and a woman dunking is that everybody can't do it. And everybody... Uh, and then when you see it, it makes an excitement for the game. Or just, I want to go see that player because she just might don't. Like Brittany Griner. I might want to go watch the Phoenix Mercury play because she just might don't. But I know she's going to play great defense. I know she's going to put up about 20-something points. So I, that's what I would be excited to see mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, and you look at these women going overseas. Diana Taurasi didn't play for the Phoenix Mercury's uh, last year because she went overseas and made some money. Right. She played. It's, it's, a, it's the same concept of uh, how you treat strangers better than you treat your family. And mm-hmm. most people are idiotic enough to do that, and you can see it. So strangers overseas treat us better than we treat ourselves here, and we pay them more. The only reason we pay people here is because we want to market them and, and public them. We want to market them because we have a bigger and greater 
benefit to ourselves than they are. So you're willing to give them something here. But when you go overseas, for example, mm-hmm. they was willing, Barcelona was willing to give Kobe millions of dollars to come finish up his career there. Now, we both agree that he shouldn't do that. Right. But they were willing to do that because they will pay us more out of the country than take care of your own here. Mm-hmm. And is it because we're not marketing the WNBA? WNBA because we're not marketing uh, these professional women players? Is that what you, is that what, what the stab is? Because we spend so much marketing and endorsing with NBA and the NFL, and then the WNBA, it's it's nothing. Heck, I think we do more marketing on college women's basketball than the, the, the WNBA. Period. Why why not the why not the professionals? Why not? market them on a higher level than what's being presented because there's some great women's in sport like you said it's great women basketball players out there you know that obviously we want to see play in the states then go see them you know overseas i understand you go make that money but why not make it here why not market them here yeah it's just uh I, it would be great if you could do that even like the um the uh you know it's it's a, it's a age-old conversation, argument, debate yeah. when uh, men's sports and women's sports. I think women should get paid a lot better than they get paid for doing for doing um, something at a high level, but the argument is nobody comes to watch them like they come watch men's sports because men get the dunk. Mm-hmm. Men get the shit. You got a bunch. You got 10 guys. If it's basketball, you got 10 guys on the court, all that testosterone thrown around and, and who knows what you're going to see mm-hmm. in that 48 minutes of a basketball game. But then you look at uh, women, they think it's boring. Like, uh, But until you play, it's not boring to those girls. They're out there playing at a high level. They just won't pay them, you know, accordingly. Mm-hmm. Who was it that, um, trying to think of her name, who said women can do just as much as men can do, if not better, then they had a tennis match. Um, I think of her name in a minute. But she was a, one of the, was the great tennis player. It's just, all it is is gender stereotyping. Mm-hmm. And you can use that however you want to propagandize it how you want to make money. You don't put it on TV or you put it on a, a smaller channel. Mm-hmm. Put the men on ESPN, you put the women on ESPN too. It's, it's crazy it's how they do it, but they all play at a high level and we will watch it. Right. There were so many people watching the UConn-Syracuse game of the women's basketball. Right. Hey, um, women do get paid working. They do get paid well in the U.S., just not basketball. I just don't understand it. Right. Uh, moving on. This just came across my phone. Jay Wright, Villanova's head coach, is being regarded as the top choice for the Suns' head coaching job. We got a minute before break here, before we out the, before we out for the day. This 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 kind of pisses me off. At first, it's like okay, that that's I get it. You know, just winning the national championship. Jay Wright, well respected coach, has been winning for the past couple of years. Yada yada yada. But damn, that takes a, a, another stab at Tom Thibodeau, at Tom Thibodeau, at Mark Jackson, at you know plenty of head coaches right now in the NBA world who I think should be coaching. Heck, even Van Gundy. But Jay Wright is the top choice. I don't get that. You see, I don't. I don't like that either. Because you you mean to tell me he is better than the coach they have right now, the coach who played in the league, the coach who uh, right or Watson with the yeah right. Who has a rapport with these guys? So these guys have played better. You can see better uh, action with these guys on the field. And they had, granted, they haven't won, but that's going to take some time. 
So you gonna go outside? This was this what we just got finished talking about. You go outside of <laughs> your house and hire somebody else. Yeah. And you got somebody who's capable of doing the job right there. Yeah. Um, it's disrespect to Earl Watson's disrespect to the Suns fans. But Suns fans are so stupid. Uh, not Suns fans, but you know most fans are so stupid because they don't understand what's being done to them. Yeah. Like we got a coach right here, and you gonna go out there and hire him because he won. He seems hot right now. Seems right. like a sexy pick to go get him. So let's go get this guy. What he's going to do? Come in here. You have to earn the respect of these grown men. You ain't in college anymore. And if he's crazy to take that job, then right. he's going to get what he deserves. Right. And in the NBA, these teams, the sons are so young, they weren't getting recruited by Jay Wright. It's the reason why they turned down Jay Wright and went to all why these other schools. Nobody on the sons roster go to Villanova. It's the reason. Carmen Lasso Sports Talk Show. We'll, we'll talk about this more tomorrow, definitely during Friday's show. Thank you all for turning in, tuning in. On this beautiful Thursday, y'all go out, enjoy your Thursday. We'll catch you Friday. Demry Lachey, Kwame Laster here on the lines, and we out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.